Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, May 4th, 2018, and on today's report, I will be talking about or at least asking the question, has the globalist collective state replaced God in the lives of 21st century Americans and Europeans? At a recent lecture at the University of Toronto, Professor Jordan Peterson reflected on the statement by Friedrich Nietzsche, that God is dead. Nishi's exact words were, quote, God is dead, God remains dead, and we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves? The murderers of all murderers. What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives? Who will wipe this blood off us? What water is there to clean ourselves? What festivals of atonement, what sacred game shall we have to invent? Is not the greatness of this deed too great for us? Must we ourselves not become gods to appear worthy of it? End quote. Professor Peterson explains that rather than a triumphal statement, as is usually presumed, Nietzsche is really saying with his God is dead statement, which he made in about 1870, that we in the West no longer believe in God. Now, this was 150 years ago. As I said, we in the West no longer believe in God. Upon the belief in God, the belief in divinity, the belief in the divine, hangs all Western morality and the entire basis for Western order and society. His statement then was a lament rather than triumphal. He thought that all hell would soon break loose without a belief in the divine to give order and meaning to society. How right he turned out to be about 20th century America. Divinity was the total moral compass upon which society rested in the scientists. University professors, intellectuals, and politicians of the day destroyed it. Professor Peterson simply pointed out that Nietzsche saw the entire paradigm of morality on the chopping block. And the result was hundreds of millions of deaths that almost destroyed the entire world. Don't worry, though. We found a replacement for what Karl Marx once called the opiate of the masses. We here in the West have made an exchange since the intellectuals convinced us that we simply had to abandon, to give up God. Oh, they knew the power of pores of vacuum. So they had a quick replacement all ready for us. We have not only accepted the government in exchange for God, we have allowed, even demanded that the government take God's rightful place in the control of traditional families and community institutions for centuries. The church was one of the most important safety nets for communities, but no more. Warm personal institutions and people are replaced by cold government bureaucracies. I spend a lot of time with clients explaining to them that the system is cold and impersonal, that it is impersonal because the system doesn't even know who you are to the system people who were formerly viewed as created in the image of God, are now just numbers, not neighbors and friends, to find someone who cares. The person is at the mercy of the system, must rely on his law firm, and pray, no, excuse me, I mean hope, that at least his lawyer cares. The more people get what they need from government in the way of health care, education, job, income, home, the less likely they are to rely on religion or God for their sustenance. So in this model, people are provided help not from charity of neighbors and friends, but from the forced redistribution of the fruits of the collective labor. 
The church was also the anchor for strong neighborhoods, strong social ties. Now that is gone as well. It is all absorbed into our new globalist, multicultural world. Millions of strangers living together in the loneliest places on earth, our cities. That is the new model that has been created for us. The God of community and neighbor is replaced by the God of everything is free. Consumerism fueled by hedonistic materialism works overtime to keep us occupied, amused, and make us all believe that everything is just fine. It has all worked out great for us. Since there's no one to be polite and grateful to, no one to return the favor to, when we have had a hard time, the government is so much easier to satisfy since the help it hands out is obscured by the sense of entitlement that it creates. This creates a feeling among us of a fixed pie. In other words, power is fixed. There's only so much of everything. Man's desires are infinite, but his resources are finite. Therefore, the government must take from Peter to pay Paul. Government is the great decider and the great doler out of goods and services, large problems are not really the government's best work, though. Normally, when programs are started, the problems are never solved. In fact, they just get worse. Kicking the can down the road to the next administration to fix becomes the art of a good politician. More and more layers of bureaucracy are stacked on top of each other, and nothing ever goes away. I suppose it's easier to take from others than it is to create something, since this system is so dysfunctional. It places politics instead of God at the heart of everything. The best way for the ambitious to reach the top, therefore, is to become a better politician. He is a very gifted politician. That's a compliment reserved for those with, at least, with the least character. But those who win elections, the object becomes votes, not truth or problem-solving. Any good politician will quickly tell you that it is all about the votes, those coming along in the shadow of the successful want desperately to amass power for themselves so they have no choice but to play the game. Politicians usually fail to see the primary problem with all this. That's the future. How does their current action affect the country or the world 10 years from now? They just don't care, relying instead on the reward of instant gratification. Remember, that if the benefits acquired in religious faith can be obtained elsewhere, then religion becomes just a tool for the politicians to use to fool the people. If that were all, folks, it would be plenty. But it gets worse. That's right. Now even the nation-state is under attack and threatened with extinction. The nation-state depends on nationalism or a respect for even love of country or the soil under one's feet to exist and be successful. But the globalists want to destroy all that. Globalism teaches us to value the global collective over the protection of individual rights and individual freedom. This, there is a globalist way to think. Nothing else can be tolerated. Free speech is seen as something harmful and threatening, usually labeled with pejoratives. Globalism is more than just a political buzzword today. It is a real force in the world, which will ultimately lead to the centralization of power and loss of individual rights. Globalized institutions such as the United Nations and the hundreds, if not thousands, of non-governmental organizations that revolve around it are in a constant struggle 
to usurp the sovereignty of member nations. The ultimate goal of all this is to create a disjointed, cultureless, godless society made up of dependent people with no connection to one another or even to the soil upon which they stand. This broken excuse for a society will, will find it ever more difficult to rebel against our new masters, which, of course, is the whole point. Let's create a race of obedient serfs, diverse in appearance, but thinking and saying exactly the same thing because nothing else is tolerated. Not a single soul can be allowed to deviate from the accepted ideology. It's not enough to just agree or to tolerate them. You must clap and cheer and proclaim them progressively superior. Not one person can descend and escape unpunished because then it would become clear that the whole thing is based on deceit and is a fool's agenda. So we've allowed them to kill God, and we've replaced him with this globalist monster. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.